Hello. All right. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me I'm Lying. Kendra, we're going to talk about some protests tonight. Yes. Huh? Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you right now how I feel about it. I definitely, I agree with peaceful protests. Uh, but I, I honestly, I want to see all this shit burn. <sighs> you made a sound. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I do. I'm dead ass. I don't care. You do care. You don't want to see it all burn. You want to see some things burn. Okay. I think that you want to see some things burn. Everything can't burn. That would literally ruin American society. Talk to me. I feel like when I speak, I sound like I'm conservative. And I don't mean to. Because I appreciate the fact that people are mad and that they're angry and that they're upset. And that you have to respond in kind. I, I'm not taking it away. With all these lives that have been taken, mm-hmm. some stuff burns. <laughs> okay, well, remember, remember what I said before. I, I told you before, you don't dictate how somebody reacts to your bullshit, right? You sure do not. Ooh, God, you sure do not. So we're talking about 450 plus years of somebody's bullshit, right? Or in this case right now, we're talking about, in particular, police brutality. And after... 246 years of race-based slavery plus uh, 99 years of Jim Crow, and that means 345 years of race-based oppression in Mm. this country. I'm Mm. not going to tell anybody how to live their truth. So my opinions, my perception... My like the things that I'm like, mm, 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 I will shut up, and I think that's what people have to also low key, high key learn. Shut up. If you're not here with the program, shut up. Yep. If it's not your stuff getting affected, shut up. Just shut up. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there angry about protests that they are nowhere near. And that's why I tell them to shut up. Like, so, why are you out here? What are you doing? What's your... In- shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> well, not what I think, but uh, 
You know, I want to talk about, I'm sure any anybody listening may or may not know, you know, Crispus Addicts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crispy. Was he the first man killed in the Boston the, Massacre? The first casualty in the Boston Massacre. He was shot yeah. down by British soldiers during a protest. During a protest that American people were holding against the British. I'm, I only bring that up because anybody who, who who's listening who thinks, you know, all oh, these people are tearing out. They, listen, since we came into this country, regardless of how black people, how, how, how we've been carried and treated in this country and mistreated, I should say. We've been down for the cause. African-Americans have been a part of every single struggle in this country by way of, one, slavery, because your owners declared it, or two, in an effort to try to show, you know, latitude. So you are not finding an opponent in me, sir. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm making all these extra noises in particular because the uh, opposition to kneeling in particular to like Kaepernick and what he's been doing. It's like, hold on. I, and it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. I'm going to put this out here. If you don't care about black lives, then really, why did you deny them the right to fight on a regular basis? Because, like, if you appreciated white lives more than black lives, then wouldn't you let the black lives be extinguished first? So, like, even the struggle that the Harlem Hell Fighters went through, it's kind of like, me. And then the rationale was, well, we don't need all these black men armed with guns. Mm. <laughs> they, one, they they already knew how to use them because of various jobs and, and, and things that you had them doing on plantations. But two, it's like you, you don't want them on the front lines. And the fact that African-Americans have been historically used in such intimate positions. And I say this to my kids all the time. I'm like, slavery in and of itself was, in fact, integration. So miss me with that BS. Like, uh, but uh, segregation, integration, like, nah. Y'all didn't want us around y'all when we got free because y'all had us around y'all when we weren't free. That was integration. If you want to have your kids suck on my nipple, Drinking my black breast milk. Right. Integration. Stop it. So there, there's so many intellectual um, inequities and so many into intellectual insults that are embodied in the nature of discrimination that it's maddening. And James Baldwin said it bad said it best, loosely quoting, because I don't know the exact quote off the top of my head, but he said, to be black. And to be like, oh, man, I know somebody's going to get me. To not be angry or something? 
to be black and to be conscious in America is to be constantly in a state of rage. In a state of rage. And it's like, yo, and I have to walk around with all of that. And when all this stuff happens, mm-hmm. you're supposed to bend, like, bend the knee. Like, you're supposed to be calm. You're supposed to just expect better. And I'm like, no. And I'm, I'm just going to swing it forward. I know we're not there yet, but, like, you've been praying. You've been preaching. You've been protesting all this time. If somebody really wanted to make a change, they really would. Like the Congress people that are in office, these are not young chickens. These are motherfuckers. Sorry, motherfucker. Can I say motherfucker? Hey, I don't want to. Hell, hell yeah. Hey, hey, we won't say okay. that. Shit. These are people that have been there for a while, like career politicians. Y'all could have been knocked this out. Y'all could have been knocked this out. Like at some point over the course of your career, you have the dominance in either the House or the Senate. Y'all could have been knocked this out. So if protesting, praying, and preaching was gonna be enough, it would have been done. And so every 40 or 50 years, you get like a little inch closer. And that's supposed to be enough to placate people. Like, okay, the Negroes are happy now. Like, mm, I, I, I see the difference. Like, what are we talking about? And that's just so intellectually dishonest. And, okay, I'm going to jail. See, you see, but you see, not, like when I say I want to see some shit burn, you start making all them crazy noises. Only because burning stuff would affect the multitudes of people. That's 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 it. That and I need to have a job. But like, I understand people's frustration towards the things that they see, but understand that these police departments were fundamentally, and sorry, they were not developed to necessarily protect and serve the minorities or the poor people. that They were designed to protect and serve people with wealth. And before you called it a police department, you called them Pinkertons. And these were four higher individuals that you would call in to protect your property. The New York uh, police department was established, to my knowledge, in 1844. That is way after massive immigration, all that stuff that was occurring. So what then, the- what was going so wrong? You're talking you about, need- right? I'm sorry. With the Irish, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. But like massive immigration, you're talking about like in the 1800s with the Irish? It goes along with that. 1844, NYPD. Okay. So then, like, what were the other issues that were going on that created that instance that you needed this police force? Because you could have had it before. But when the population starts to change, that's when you see these police departments pop up. And the rampant corruption that is knowingly present within these police departments. Like, it's just not a secret. I'm sorry. Like, you had 
uh, uh, Republican governments and you had extremely uh, corrupt Democratic local governments. They were called political machines around these cities. Mm-hmm. Period. And the extent to which they were able to manipulate immigrants to their will has been well documented. And mm-hmm. I stand by that. So Lincoln Steffens, um, Ida Tarbell, um, uh, Upton Sinclair, these other uh, progressives that are writing about what is going on with the likes of people like George Washington Plunkett. If you're bored, my G, look up George Washington Plunkett. His speech was called, well, it wasn't a speech, but it was an article. I seen my chances and I took it. The level of corruption that existed. Mm. Um, Philadelphia in particular, as well as New York. Uh, Boss William Tweed. Like, these people have been documented as far as the corruption that they committed amidst what was going on. So like miss me with this BS. And Mm -hmm. so when we see these protests, I'm trying to bring it back because, you know, I have a tendency of speaking (laughs) out of circle. It's a thing. But like when we see these protests, the very notion that it's like, oh, you should trust me because I'm trustworthy. How? Literally, Mm -hmm. historically, there is a legacy of not trusting people in government. That doesn't make sense. Number two, if you're an elected official, I'm sorry. Most of y'all are here to get reelected. You know what you're going to do to get reelected? Pander. Lobby. Mm -hmm. So stop it. Stop it. That's intellectually dishonest. Right. So that's all I have to say about the situation. Right. You know, I'm glad you 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 pulled you brought that up. Pandering and lobbying for re-election. It's like Trump clearly forgot when Kaepernick was protesting silently by taking a knee, which again they didn't like another form of peaceful protest they didn't like. He took all he did was take a knee. He said, I'm not standing up for an anthem that that will people people can just use as a blanket for but anyway before i even get in so trump so trump is talking about yeah kaepernick deserves a job in the nfl that the, the same guy you were calling the son of a bitch tell him to get him off the field you're fired i can't i can't you know what i mean yeah so screw all that Right. But um, and again, to touch on the, you know, the corruption, this is this is what all these protests are about. Police not holding their own accountable. You know, there's that blue line they have where they don't they don't tell on each other. They don't cross each other. You know, you know, Chris Dorner, right? You heard. I read his manifesto. And uh, it is, I can't even use one word for it. It's informative. It is, uh, it just, it's heartbreaking, to be honest. It, it's heartbreaking. I think one of the, 
just reading his manifesto and on top of what I already know personally based on accounts from, you know, like police officer friends that I've had and spoken to being a black cop in this country is one of the worst jobs to have in America. You're getting it from both sides. Your own people in the community, they ain't trying, they ain't, they ain't gonna mess with you, you because you because in their eyes, you're one of them. Because in 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 my personal experience, some of these some of the black cops are worse than the white ones because they feel like they got something to prove. You know what I mean? And then on and then they're getting it from their own white colleagues because you know my brother in law is a cop. Yeah. And um, I bet you it's something going. I bet you it's something. He 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 won't. He hasn't yeah. touched you and your sister. And if he has, you know, I'm sure there's some things he won't go in depth about. He won't go in depth about it. He absolutely will not. And I get a little frustrated because, like. You know, as a history teacher, I'm like, yo, tell me, like, let me bring this in the classroom. Y'all right. do a resource. Ah. Um, but like, he's a brick wall, and he's he's a good dude. I'm not I'm not knocking anything about him, but I will say, the the cop, what I perceive to be the cop mentality, has been very well absorbed. Like, if you do fucked up things, you get fucked up prizes, and that's it. I'm like, but y'all didn't have another way to react. Like, you don't have versatility in how you respond. I was like, that 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 was it. Like, yeah, because I was like, yo, that is the problem. And I had to say to him, I was like, you do understand, like, you are enforcers of the law, not the arbiters of the law. And he's like, well, if they get fucked up, they get fucked up. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think that's how it works, my G. Like, that's not how it works. That's why I think that's why things are happening the way they're happening right now. You you know uh, what's going on in Seattle with 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 Chaz, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, is a uh, what what they call their area. Six blocks they got cordoned off up in Seattle. They're not allowing any police in. You know As I mean? they should, right? I, I I'm not gonna get too in depth in it. I I don't have enough information because I don't know how it got to this point to where they were able to take over these blocks and keep police at bay. I think the only reason the police haven't just bombed the whole place out because there are innocent hey. civilians in there. But when you think about it, it's civilians who took the area over because they want to be allowed to protest in peace without police officers hurting them. All these peaceful protests you see around the country, you see cops just throwing flashbangs at them, launching tear grass grenades and knocking you into the concrete. Yeah. Slamming them around, hitting them with their shields, spraying them in the face with pepper spray. And that was one thing my brother-in-law said too. He was like, when, when the 75 year old man got knocked down in what I think was Washington, D.C. He mm-hmm. was like, well, he was in the way. Who knew he was a, if he was a threat or not? I'm like, he 75 was... 75 years old. 
That's what I said. I was like, mm, nah, fam. Like, if I he, can't back you up on this. He was he, like, if he was going to hit you, you get an email in advance before it connected. Yo. And you, and you could check it. Yo. And see that, you know what I mean? Like, he's a 75-year-old man. He's he, he is no threat to anybody. Not even another 75-year-old man. Not even to me. I think I can take him. I think I can take him. And I can't fight. I can't fight. Can't fight. <laughs> but this is this is the problem. This is the problem. And this is why. This is why people are protesting because of just that that us versus them mentality. And I understand it because I had it for a while myself. You know what I mean? Hmm. Explain. All right, I went to I, I went to Iraq. For those who are listening and may not know, I did four tours in Iraq. I have a very strong grasp on the concept of the us versus them mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Only thing I worried about getting myself and as many people around me home safe as possible. The problem is we have people taking that same mentality onto the streets of our own country. And um, there's a difference in that. Like you can't, you can't do that. That's why, again, I bring up Chris, Chris Dorner. He was, he was a cop. In a, in Los Angeles, LAPD. He was a cop, and um, he wound up losing his job, and because of that, he went on a rampage and targeted law enforcement. Now, um, a lot of people, uh, I'm sure, a lot of people heard about this guy because because of that that factor alone. But. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a whistleblower, right? You know how people say, oh, you know, they're not all bad. They're good cops. Where are the good cops when these bad cops are doing what they're doing? And that's another issue. It's like if you are. This man reported his partner for misconduct. His partner, he watched his partner kick a suspect in the face, in the chest, and he filed a complaint against her. He said, hey, I saw her do this. That shit is wrong. Excessive force. And they fired him. <sighs> so he wrote his manifesto. He got his plans together. He did his he did his research. He got uh, uh, an acronym we use in the military called HUMINT. H-U-M-I-N-T. Human Intelligence. Right? It's when you 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 get your uh your target's routine down. You get the details about their whereabouts and when they'll be there. You know, like he he was prior military, so he you know what I mean? Yeah. He where to catch who he needed to catch when he went and got him. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's what he did. And he went and got him. 
They have no one to blame but themselves. This man tried to right a wrong and they punished him for it. At the same time, you turn around and try to tell us, the general public, that there are good cops. This cop tried to turn in a bad one and you punished him for it and he in return punished you. There was actually um, a recent uh, a recent debate that I saw online where they said that police personnel could actually learn a lot from military personnel as far as how to engage with domestic populations because there's no way that you could be in Iraq, Afghanistan, or any place else and treat people the way that you treat Americans and accomplish your goals. And so like the investment that you have to take in the community and understanding who you're serving needs to be something that is widely done. And like, you need to know who your people are so that like, if something happens and I'm like, okay, you got me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got me. But like, I know that I'm not going to die in your custody as opposed to, you know, and, and cause a riot because I died right. in your custody as opposed to the willful abuse that goes on. And that that's really the question. Like, who are these people that sometimes, sometimes, I'm going to say sometimes one more time for anybody listening, who are these people that go into our law enforcement and believe that everything perhaps deserves excessive force. And I know it's not most of them, but mm-hmm. the fact that like you are supposed to be the enforcer of the law. Okay. Weren't you selected for this because you are, you know, you have better, I don't know, judgment than Hell everybody no. else. Hell no. And I'm going to tell you wait, real quick. Let me, let me, let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you why. No, they do not. Right. At one point while they were looking for this guy, for Chris Dorner, right. Eight, eight LAPD officers shot up a pickup truck that, that looked like a pickup truck that Dorner owned from behind. You know what I mean? They didn't pull the truck over. They saw the truck. It looked like the truck Chris Dorner drive. And they opened fire from behind, injuring a mother and daughter who were in the truck. No, I'm not, I'm not saying and that they do. They were using you. They had no idea what they were dealing with. So they start they went they went crazy. They didn't know how, like they 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 went crazy. This guy had them so scared. They were shooting up civilians. And, and what I'm saying is that that's the horrible piece of this, that if you are the enforcers of the law, you should have better judgment than everybody else. That should be an expectation. Like, if you're going to tell me what I'm doing wrong, you should be doing better than me. And the fact that we see time and time again and, and and just to go back to the point, because I know sometimes say it's not everybody. Ugh. Okay, I get that. 
But the fact that this continues to happen, 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 happen. Like the only thing that has made it more apparent has been cell phones. And so the fact that we still see it, like that's like that's the harmful thing. Cause I'm I'm never gonna trust you. I don't know that I was going to trust you before because even with the 60s, I'm like, mm, nah, I got it. You're not going to shoot me down with a fire hose. But, like, even now, like, there should be some adjustment in the fact that this continues to happen yeah. over and over again, and we see it, and we have people, um, like in the George Floyd situation, you look in the camera and you don't care. Like, okay, let's examine why you don't care because you know that you can get away with it because you know that this is going to work out for you because you have no fear of any retribution from anybody, whether it be the public, whether it be your job or anything else. Like, you have no fear. And that's what's crazy. None. None. You ain't lying. At all. Tell me I'm lying. (laughs) (laughs) You said it. (laughs) (laughs) No, you ain't lying. I'm trying. Hey, you know. But then, like, what do you tell your black children? And that's the other thing. Like, okay, we can sit up here and joke a little bit. But, like, what do you tell your black children? Because I'm not a mother. I don't know what the hell I would tell my black children. But, like, how I would never want to send my Negro children out in the world by themselves. I would never. Yeah, you know, and I, I, you, I look, I told you, I, I told you what I tell my son. I'm not, I'm not going to get into all that in this way because that, that whole thing, that, um, that, that took a that took a bit out of me, <laughs> so I'm not gonna get into that whole thing about you know how I how I discuss with my son how to deal with the like it's scary out there. It's scary to have kids right now. You know what I mean? I think but, it's always been scary to have black kids. Yeah, it is. You know, and and this is when you think like this is history repeating itself. As far as you know, people having a problem with the protests, remember back, right, we, let's talk about 1960s, the sit-ins. When black folks were sitting in the, sitting in the, in the, the restaurants, the, and um, they would get berated and punched and kicked and shoved and, and, and pulled and, you know, everything in the book you can think of. This was happening. All they were doing was sitting there, peaceful protests. Yeah. All, you know what I mean? They didn't and, like that. They didn't like the march in Selma with, with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. They didn't like that. Bloody Sunday. That became Bloody Sunday only because the police initiated the violence and they beat the shit out of every person they could get their hands on. And how are you supposed to react to that like, as, as a group of people? Like, what are you supposed to do? And like I said before, we've prayed... We've protested, we've cried, we, we've done all that. What do you do? Burn and I, I know that I, I'm, I'm not trying to be cynical, 
But like I said, a lot of these old cronies that are in office have been there. They've been there. So why would these same individuals be the ones that we would put our faith in now? I don't know. And you know what? I thought I thought they were protests about that a while back, about congressmen being allowed to serve a limited amount of terms. Like when you No, there's no limit on Congress. That's the that's the problem. Why would why would somebody who has been in Congress for 40 years listen to what the fuck you have to say? I mean, I don't have the answers. I just know there's no limits. (laughs) Why? No limits. You know what I mean? Why would somebody who has been in the same office for 40 years and liked how shit was 38 years ago, right? Yes. Why the fuck would he want change today? I think it's especially with the Senate in particular because they get six years at a time. Uh, representatives get two years at a time. So at least the representatives are a little like, mm-mm-mm. But the senators are like, mm, no limits. Math B card, no limits. Like if it was up to one term. If it was up to me, one term, unasked the seat. Goodbye. Thank you for your service. Get the fuck out of here. I don't what? know that I would say one term because there what? have been some good people. Listen. Uh, Representative Hank Johnson in particular, I think he's from uh oh man, don't don't give me the line, Louisiana, Georgia, something. But he is very astute. Um is he still there? Yes. Yes. Uh, um, make me thinking. I don't want to Shirley Jackson Lee, uh Maxine Waters, but she's you know, like, like there, there are some individuals. I love that, orders. Yeah, there are some individuals that deserve their seat. Uh, Representative Tim Gates. No, he's a fire starter. He was the one. Yo, Hank Johnson had to shut him down because uh, Matt Gates was trying to come at him. No, Matt Gates was trying to come at a. Uh, the Biden kid. What's the Biden kid's name? I forget. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Before, because we're kind of, we're, 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 we derail, we're doing that thing again. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> I was like, as I was, I was right there with you, and I realized what, we're supposed to be talking about something. But, Let me um, finish my sentence real quick. Matt uh-huh. Gates was coming crazy about Joe Biden's son, and Hank Johnson had to correct him. Mm-hmm. And Come to find out, Matt Gates had his own DUI. And I was like, yo. And so it's hard to find the footage of when uh, Matt Gates' face is turned red. But like, it was just like, yo, shout out to you. Anyway, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So um, back to these, these protests, right? Um, you know, uh, we talked about what's going on in Seattle. Right, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, a lot of people are mad about it because we, you know, 
the white the, the why do I keep saying that shit? The right wing media they tend to put their spin on things and let them tell it. Those people are out there. They're doing all kinds of they're oppressing the people within that area. Yes. Um, when you look upon further review, all they want is to be able to protest in peace. Right? Mm-hmm. If they have to raise guns at the police to tell them, y'all got to stay the fuck up out of here, so be it. As I've said before, you do not dictate how somebody reacts to your bullshit, right? Yep. So after decades of bad policing, we're tired of we're we're tired of waiting on y'all to to, for, to implement police reform. Yes. You know what I mean? All these congressmen and senators wearing the, the kente cloth at their like, I don't that. The fuck that ain't doing shit for me. I don't care about why that shit irritated me. Let's not but, even mention the Kente cloth. That was a whole mess. Nancy Pelosi and Kente cloth. I'm gonna leave that at that. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that at that. But um it's it seems like 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 people are somebody is trying their might to do any and everything to distract us from what it is we initially asked for. Yes. Robert Fuller and Malcolm Harsh are two names that I came across. Black men found hanging in separate areas within 10 days of each other in amidst all this protest against, against police brutality. I don't believe in coincidence. Nor do I. I implore you, anybody who is listening to this black, white, or whatever, no matter how you feel, no matter what side of the fence you are on this issue, don't take the bait. Somebody out there is trying to initiate a race war, and as long as we are fighting and killing each other, Nobody will stand up to the government, which is the cause of our problems. So I, I, let me just disagree with you for a second. I don't necessarily think that it's a race war per se. I do think that, well, one, the, those two deaths, you're not going to tell me that those weren't lynchings. Those were lynchings. Like, stop it. And they just now... They just now passed the bill announcing lynching as a federal crime, as a hate crime. Which was literally the first purpose of the NAACP. Um, like literally if you if you read uh W. B. Du Bois or for any people that speak French, W. E. B. Du Bois, um, mm. and you read what they say. Like literally, the crisis was the publication that came out of the NAACP, and the and the and the crisis was lynching in particular. Ida B. Wells, like that's what she did. Matter of fact, real quick sidebar: we gotta talk about Ida B. Wells as far as being a black woman in 
the late 1800s, early 1900s, that's compiling this information um, that eventually gets to the Tuskegee Institute that shows you that uh, between, I believe it was 1865 and 1964, you have 4,000 people that are lynched. Um, and overwhelmingly, they are African-American. These are things that people can research. It's not a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, but in particular, with these with these situations, the returning of lynching is crazy. It's crazy. And I'm not a person that applies crazy to uh, most things because, like, I believe that anything is possible. Like, we just live in a world... People shoot, bang, bang, gun down, all that, all that stuff. But like, we're lynching now again. But then again, remember, uh, I don't know if you remember, sir. Um, what was that? 1994, James Bird, James O. Bird in Texas got dragged from the back of a truck for walking down a Texas highway. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear anything about that. The the reason why I remember that in particular is because um, my father's middle name is Earl, and um, yeah, uh, you can look it up. Like you can look it up, and uh, he was a black man that got dragged on the highway. Or you know, if we're looking for non-black character, even looking at um, oh man. The young, the young gay gentleman that was also lynched. Oh, he started an entire movement. I can't remember his name right this second. I apologize to anybody that's listening. Um, but just because the definition of lynching is being killed outside of the judicial, uh, uh, being killed outside of a. All right. Well, all right. Well, let me, let me, let me, no, let me, I'm, I'm about to say it. My bad. I was, <laughs> let me put up. it like, right. A person that was killed outside of an extra judicial process and they are killed by a group of people. So I know you're trying to cut off the conversation, but I just really want to highlight that. Wait, but wait, right there. You said it, a group of people, a group of people. Which is why we can say a monarch was lynched. Around the same time, they they categorized lynching as a federal hate crime. Five black men have been found hanging in erroneous locations around. And one black woman, yes. And but okay, so what we what do we know about? Okay, for example, I'm going to throw it out there: the 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 KKK. If they are nothing, they are not low key. Right, they would yeah. have no problem taking responsibility for these acts. Tell me, I'm lying. No, somebody out there is smacking the hornet's nest. As long as we are fighting each other, we're, we're not fighting for the cause. I totally agree with you. You know what I mean? I, I don't want people to get derailed here. I don't know who's doing the shit, 
obviously it's fucked up. But it's to get it's to keep us at each other's throats while they pass some bullshit police. All they're gonna do is you Wait. know what I mean? Some half-ass half police reform legislature. Well, who's the us? Huh? Who's the us? What do you mean? Us, the American people. Okay. Us, no, not just black people. All of us. All of us. Talking to all of us. Okay. I don't I don't I don't believe a race war is imminent. I believe somebody wants it to be. But I don't believe it'll happen. Because anybody who knows me knows I have I I I usually have very little to no faith in humanity, but I don't believe I don't believe people in this country will will let it get to that. No, no do I. You know what I mean? Like we can't sit here and say we are number one, we're the best country in the world, we're so advanced, we're this, that, and the third. And we have people killing each other simply because of the color of their skin. Over and over and over and over and over. Over and over and over and over and over. You cannot wonder why other countries are laughing at us. Laughing. You're doing shit like that. And then when people protest and say, hey, can y'all please stop killing black people? And then you have a group of people over here saying, eh, but... You, you, you know what I mean? Yes. I will not tell you you are lying. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to tell you right now, man. Anybody who feels like these protests are like, I, I, we're at a point where you can't be you cannot say you are not racist anymore. Right? Man. You're either anti-racist, you're anti-racist, or you are. Simple as that. You cannot be just okay. complicit. You can't be complicit. You can't just be <laughs> silent and stand up and watch me like, oh, shit, that's, that's fucked up. But, you know, it ain't my problem. Is anti-racist the same thing as colorblind? What do you colorblind? Because you know people say that I'm colorblind. I don't see color. What? No, what? no, it's not the same thing. Okay, it's not the same thing. How do you mm-hmm. feel about people that proclaim that? I don't I don't feel I like believe it or not, there are people who are not taught. Hold up. You know we're about to fight. What? Go what? ahead. People that aren't taught. Go ahead, go finish people, this. People are, people are not taught to distinguish people by color. They're so also- you believe that people are colorblind. Right, colorblind. Ah no. So I, hey, no? No. You don't, you don't think there's a thing as colorblind? You don't think No. Can you see? Yeah, you can see. Then are you... you are not colorblind. 
okay, so we're talking about colorblind as in like literal, but also the application of how it applies to a sociological principle. No, 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 no. You are not colorblind. You see that I'm black. So you mean in the literal sense? I mean in all of it. Because once you see that I'm black and you function in the global economy, that would would uh, initiate said bias. Whatever that bias is. It doesn't mean that it has to be negative, but like that is going to initiate it. No, you cannot be colorblind. I don't believe it. I think that's a cop-out. I think that's a punk... Uh, 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 uh. I think as a punk response, no, you are not colorblind. You don't get to be colorblind, especially Wait. if you're a female, because literally you don't color, uh, rather, you don't carry the colorblind gene. Wait, but real quick, real quick, right? I would say like, like, if you say you're colorblind and don't say nothing else, okay, then I could see, you know. No. I can agree, but boy, nope. but hold on. If you are, if you're colorblind, like you don't, you don't you don't see people for what they look like, right? That's that's one thing. But to be anti-racist is to know to have to to be aware, to be conscious of. Can't be conscious of your colorblind. No, that's why. Look, like, that's why I'm 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 separating the two. I said, oh, but. Okay. I said, but to be anti-racist is to see. The system deliberately put in place to hold uh, uh, specific ethnicities down, keep them on their backs, to see it and to be against it, to say that shit isn't right and I stand against it. That is anti-racist. To be colorblind is to just accept everybody regardless of what the fuck they look like. Mm, Not necessarily. No? No. Not necessarily. I don't know what it is to be colorblind because I don't believe that colorblind is a thing. No. No. Do you think? Do you think? Let me ask you this: Since we, do you think, no matter who you are, everybody has a prejudice? Of yes. And know. anybody anybody that thinks that they don't, like, you're just ignorant as heck. You have a perspective. No, There's a way that you were raised. There's a way that you view the world. Stop it. No. <laughs> you're just an innocent baby of Jesus? No. It's an innocent baby of Jesus. Or innocent baby Jesus. I don't know. No. You're not. <laughs> you have bias. Oh, yeah? Yes. <laughs> okay. Angels have to be conscious of it on a regular basis. I'll accept that. I mean, I. Okay. I will. I will accept that. Make well. You know. No. 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 I will not. I change. No. I take that back. I cannot speak for everybody. I can't. I cannot say. Everybody, everybody has a point of view. 
everybody has you, a perspective. Not, right, but not everybody has a prejudice. Not everybody is prejudiced. Yes, they are. And I, I can't, I'm not a mind reader, Kendra. I cannot say who is thinking what. I don't know what you're thinking. I know you have a point of view. That's it. You know what your point of view is? Your bias. That's it. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's negative, but it exists. So do you think... Oh, man. Probably yes. Probably whatever you're going to ask me, yes. <laughs> Well, well, what I was going to ask, do you think eventually we can oh. we we can suppress racism, but we will never get rid of prejudice? Right? Suppress racism. Okay, so historically, people have always divided themselves because of something. So if you look at Rwanda... And you have Hutus and Tutsis. If you look at Nigeria, then you have the uh, Muslims and the Christians. The fact that they moved the capital of uh, Nigeria from Lagos to Abuja, literally to appease the Muslims in the north. It's going to be something. As long as, as long if as you look at Cameroon, you have as long a, a as man exists, there will be conflict. You are yeah, right. as long as people exist, there will be conflict. You look at Cameroon in particular, you have the Anglophiles against mm-hmm. the Francophiles. Like, I'm sorry for so many African examples, but that's where I've been lately. But, like, yeah, like, no, you're not going to eradicate conflict, conflict will occur across the world because it has been the history of the world. Okay. Period. And and that's what the sad part is when bringing it back to the beginning. Can you get rid of the discrimination? No. You just either in a winning group or you didn't losing group. And you I guess your century decides where you are. Because it was like the 1400s, 1300s, 1300s. Mansa Musa was out here winning in Africa. West Africa was out here winning. Hmm. More gold than anybody else. Through Saudi Arabia into uh, a, a recession. Maybe a depression. Or something like that. Holy shit. Like, so... It's richest man ever on in the world. In the history. A lot of people don't know that. Richest man ever in the world was an African Mansa Musa. In the history of human the world. Being. History of the world was giving out gold just traveling through North Africa and the Middle East. Just bling bling blow. Historically, check me. Check my citations. Like, <laughs> well, the U.S. government didn't exist back then. It did not exist back back then. It's like thirteen thirty four. I forget how long he was in power. Like thirty years. I'd have to look it up. 
I don't want to misquote anything, but I know homeboy was out here throwing out gold for fun. Yeah. Well, fortunately, like again, fortunately for him, the U.S. government did not exist back then. Had Europe looking at him like, "What you doing?" And, <laughs> and, and interestingly enough, shortly thereafter, European exploration began. I don't think that that's inconsequential. I told you, I don't believe. You know, I don't believe in. I don't believe in uh, coincidence. I don't either. I mean, like, why did why did Europe have the best ships? Why do they have the best weapons? I'm like, y'all ain't have nothing. <laughs> I was like, because the places that had what they needed didn't have to fight everybody over it. Places that didn't have nothing had to fight to the teeth. That's why y'all had the best ships. Y'all needed to leave. Stop playing with me. Like, and people were like, uh, uh, uh. I'm like, think about it. If shit is good at home, you know where you stay? At fucking home. If shit is whack at home, you know where the fuck you go? Out, bitch. What are you talking about? So, mm, mm. <laughs> Right. Well, um, yeah, getting back to what we were talking about. I'm sorry. You, you like, bitch, get, stay on topic. Nah, I just want to make that historical. We both, we tend to do that. You know what I mean? I get, I get it. But you know, um, you know, with all these, uh, with the protests and everything that's going on, you know, um, back to what I was saying about somebody trying to erase, I mean, uh, initiate some kind of race riot. Um, once they are able to uh, get us to increase the violence in the streets, then they have an excuse to keep the police militarized. To keep them militarized. Absolutely. Right? What do we spend what do we spend in this country on police? Over a hundred billion dollars? I actually don't know the numbers. I think New York City spends six billion on their cops. You said New York City. Yeah, I believe it's six billion for them. But I would have to cite a source. One hundred and fifteen billion dollars in two thousand seven. That's just in two thousand seventeen. That's state and local. Right. Yeah. I mean, but okay. Oh man, fuck. I don't like to. You you can send a lot of people. You can send everyone in this country to college with that. But we still need the police department. Like they're a thing. Yeah, we need police, but we don't need. Gestapo's. Oh, Gestapo. You're fucking right. I said that word. Who don't like it? The fuck you gonna do? Gestapo's. We don't need them. Yeah, police. Yeah, we need a law. We need people to help people in need. We don't need people walking around just 
busting niggas' heads wide open just because they got the authority to do so in their in their board or high on coke or both. <laughs> we can talk about that. Oh, no, nah, I ain't gonna talk about that. Right nah, I ain't gonna talk about that right now. You said Gestapo on Coke. We ain't gonna talk about that right now. But those those who know know. And if you want, you got my number. Call me and tell me I'm lying. <laughs> I'm I'm I I can't argue. I don't know what drugs cops do. Listen. You said Gestapo. I'm listen. We don't. We one thing we don't deal here, Kendra. We don't do. We don't deal in propaganda, right? We do not. So unless I say, for the record, unless I say in my opinion, prior to what comes out of my mouth after that, I'm speaking on facts. Okay. And that's that. You got it. I mean, I think there's a lot of people on Coke that work in various positions. I'm I'm not knocking it. Right. But in a position where you are you you have a firearm on you and you are dealing with the general public, you should not be on cocaine. Cocaine, cocaine has a tendency to make you paranoid. And it makes you do irrational things. It, you have a gun on you and you are constantly, your job is to be around people you don't know. Yes. Why the fuck are you doing coke? And why doesn't anybody know you're doing it? Why haven't you been caught? <sighs> this is why people are protesting in every single state. In countries abroad, this is why, like, they, these when you are allowed to run wild in the metropolitan area unchecked, and anything you do that is questionable is immediately blanketed. You're 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 shielded from any kind of scrutiny or punishment because of this blue line that nobody wants to break. This is what's happening. Yes. Yes. That's what's happening. That is why people are protesting. That's why people in Seattle are forcibly taking over six blocks of real estate and telling police, you can't come in here. We're going to protest peacefully. This is why you have people burning down Target or whatever the hell they're doing out there. Yes. Shit like this is why Christopher Dorner went on a rampage. Yes. I don't have the answers. I, I, I apologize that I don't have anything intelligent to say right now at this juncture. I'm just... There's so many issues that are involved with like everything... Uh, tied up in this and I don't want to be part of my language a punk ass negro that talks against the pro not the protests 
but like talks against the writing or like understanding like the anger and whatnot. I don't want to be that person because that's really something that weighs on my mind. Like, damn, how do I go and face my kids if I'm a if I'm a bitch ass? Um, but like, yeah, no, I think you hit all the nails in the head as far as like why people would be fucking angry and you should be fucking angry and you should be fucking making noise and thank God for the people that are the brave individuals that go out and question things and put their quite frankly lives on the line to do these things like they're just a gift from God they're a gift from God and I respect you know the other people that are like yo I got a job I gotta protect like okay my G you do have a job okay you got kids okay like I get it but like as far as mobilizing as a unit individuals that don't have those responsibilities that are going out and doing things like it's 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 beautiful to watch and yes we need to protest and yes we need to be out there but i'm sorry my cynic my cynical nature comes up these politicians been in office this whole time They are not new. What they finna do that you couldn't have did before. If I'm wrong, okay. But like we said before, this your 38th year. This your 36th. This your fourth. This is your 20th. This is your whatever year in Congress. You've been here. So to what extent should I be uh, exhilarated about the potential of change? I don't know. You heard me? Yeah, I'm here. I'd like, I just, I don't know either. You know what I mean? Like, all I can say is For everyone who, um, you know, I know we mentioned it earlier, you know, uh, you know, they're not all bad. There are some ones. I implore you, cops, don't be afraid to blow a whistle. You know, I, 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 we, like, we had, um, during my last tour in Iraq, we would um, there was there would be a, a supply convoy going through our area of operation, and um, one of the people in one of these trucks took a water bottle that he had filled with urine, and he threw it at one of the Iraqi police standing on the side of the road as they passed through my area of operation this is an area i call it area of operation me and 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 my platoon that i was in we were out there every day you know what i mean dealing with the same iraqi police 
in that area with the villagers, right? So when you have, they don't know who's who. They know U.S. soldier. A U.S. soldier threw a bottle full of piss out of a truck and hit one of their guys in the fucking head with it. So guess what happens the next time they see a group of bad actors setting up rocket launchers aimed at my base. You think they, you, I guarantee you one of them saw them doing it and didn't say shit because they remembered that piss bottle that came flying out of a truck from a U.S. soldier. Yeah. So when somebody on my base got killed, it's because mm. of a bad actor on my side of the fucking conflict because he did something he thought was fucking funny. Mm. Actions create consequences. Yes. And it's hard after hundreds of years. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? No, I'm, I'm just... That is why I mentioned that. I brought that up because it, it, it comes down to the same thing here in this country. When you allow bad policing to continue with impunity, mm. people who decide to exact revenge on the police, they're not going to attempt to differentiate the good cops from the bad ones. I have friends who are cops I I worry about them because as long as the media is, is going to focus on the negative, it always has, it always will. You know what I mean? Yes. I don't want any of my friends to get hurt. But I hope if they see any questionable behavior, do the right thing, report it. Don't be afraid to be a, a whistleblower because at the end of the day, that's what brought us to what we are right now. I mean, I hope that your hope is something that can occur because honestly, that should exist in, in any industry. If I see a teacher treating a kid like a piece of shit, I should report that teacher. Hey. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I would get more hell from not reporting that teacher than a cop would from not reporting his fellow person. And that's what's sad about it. Like, you have this overwhelming responsibility. You have this overwhelming responsibility to remove people from their lives. And there are other industries where you don't have that much power, per se, mm -hmm. but would be given a much harsher consequence for not reporting what you saw. And even removing kids out of the way, like, okay, let's take kids out of it. If I was a, a college administrator and I saw a professor abusing a student, I believe I would still catch more hell than what a police officer would catch. Because who polices the police? Police. No, they don't even do that. That's that's what we're, <laughs> that's what that's, we're asking them to do. 
and 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 that is another issue unto itself. So, like you said, if you can operate without impunity, who the fuck gonna check me, boo? I'm gonna be out here doing what I want. And then, like when people say, like, "Oh, don't you trust me?" No. Why? Because nobody's gonna check you. Nobody. You can do whatever you want. I don't trust you. You know, and I'm always gonna operate from a defensive attitude. Like, you pull me over, may I have a cop, please? Uh, I'm sorry, not cop. May I have a lawyer? What do you you mean? I just want to speak to a lawyer. You can call the defense person around here, like, right now. Like, let's go. Okay. Lay down. Got you. Like, I'm giving in because I'm not going to argue. Hopefully, they have the body camera on. Hopefully, I have my uh, uh, cell phone camera on because I don't trust you. And I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that. I um I got a book recommended by um a friend of mine, George Mead. I served with him. It's a book called Ordinary Men by uh, Christopher R. Browning. A lot of people know, but a lot of those heinous, a lot of those acts carried out. The the Holocaust was carried out. They weren't carried out by German soldiers. Which what do you mean? Like these are regular people who were put in a situation where, hey, kill Jews. That's what you're here to do. Oh, I get what you're saying. You hear what I'm saying? When you put regular people in an extraordinary situation, You'll be surprised at how fast they will not hesitate to carry out. The, some of them didn't even have a problem with Jews in particular, but you're authorized to kill men, women, and children with no sign of any, no kind of consequences, nothing whatsoever. But I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? Because but, I don't know who I'm quoting right now. That is why. You see police doing what they're doing. They have nobody. But I'm, they're not worried about anything happening to them. But I'm not surprised because the quote, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Like during the school year, I'm around hey, kids. Hey, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Say, hold up. Say that one more time. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I said, God damn it. So, like, during the school year, I'm in school. You're around all these kids. You're like, ah, blah, 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 Okay. If I might stop and shop and I see some kids cursing, my first instinct is to check them. Then I realize these kids will beat my ass and leave them alone. You get what I'm saying? I don't have any authority. Uh-huh. I don't have any power here. Mind my business. So if you've been authorized with authority, you'll act with that authority. If you don't have it, you don't use it. And if I can use it with impunity, like, oh my, because people, oh man, some people say like, I would never do that. I'm like, yo, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. To be honest with you, anybody can be pushed to anything. Stop it. 
and I'm getting paid? Like, bro, stop it. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. That's Unfortunately. Fact right there. Unfortunately. This is why I don't trust people. I don't trust anybody with any authority over me, to be honest with you. I know I'm going a quick sidebar, but like, you got the, fire, the power to hire or fire me? Mm-mm-mm. We're never going to be friends. You can't. I'm never, I'm never going to feel comfortable around you. Like, no. You got the power to put me in jail? I'm never going to feel comfortable around you. No. We're never going to be friends. Well. But, um, yeah, to anybody out there listening, just, um, you know, if you're getting involved, you know, keep fighting the good fight, you know, like they're tearing down the, the Confederate flags, they're, they're tearing down the Christopher Columbus statues in order to, in order to diminish an ideal in the country, you have to, you got to get rid of symbols of that ideal. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for that. You know, change the names of these military bases named after traitorous Confederate generals. Like, why, like, they fucking, they lost. Why the fuck do they get to have bases named after them? They were on the losing side. How did like make that make sense to me? But anyway, yeah, you have to you have to get rid of symbols of the ideal. I'm just not a sentimentalist, so the whole thing sounds absurd to me. I don't have any pictures hanging up in my apartment. You're right, you're not. But a lot of people who are angry about, I know, Aaron, I don't get it. Like, yeah, those are the sentimentalists out there. They mad. They are mad. I know, and I really don't get it. Like, what, what are you people holding on to? Like, what? Mm-mm. You weren't there. What the fuck do you care about that flag? I don't even have any baby pictures, so I don't know. You know what I mean? If you, were, you weren't in the goddamn Civil War, why the fuck do you care if this flag is hanging up somewhere? I don't or care. Yeah. You're right. Why? Did your friend die under the flag? Did you? Ah! Did you watch him? Your friend would be 170 years old. By ah! You know what I mean? You you got you got you got fucking uh, musket pellet ah! somewhere. Ah! You got a bayonet wound. Ah! Fucking flag! Fuck your fucking flag! It's not even your flag. <laughs> not flag. Anybody, everyone who fought under that flag are dead and have been dead for a very long time. It is not your heritage. You did not own a slave. It's not your heritage. Let, ah. it, 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 let it go. Like 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 the little uh like the little broad in that in that frozen song was saying about let it go. Just let it go, man. <laughs> it's a new day. 
Oh, shit. Shit. It's a new day. Roll with it. Get ran the fuck over. That's just what time it is. Like Tupac said a long time ago, one of these days we're going to stop asking. Oh, shit. Jason. What happened? Oh, you hear me? Okay, good. Yeah, what happened? What you... <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I wanted to go look up how long it was since uh, the, the beginning of the Civil War. So I was like, <laughs> I can't do math. So I was like, 2020 minus 1861. And it said 159. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, I like numbers. I had to go back. I'm just like, mm, mm, mm. Wait, you were going to look for a surviving Civil War member? <laughs> Not going to make sure. Because I was like, they'd be like 170 years old. And I was like, hold up, that Hell. may not be accurate. Mm-mm. Hell no. Hell no. Every single goddamn one of them are dead from both sides. Yes, I know they're dead. <laughs> I'm not saying that. He dead. I'm just All saying I want to know how dead they would be. All of them. You don't. You don't see people. You don't see nobody above the Mason Dixon line walking, yo, walking around yeah. with, with, with with goddamn Union. Yo, F you, yo. Uh, I said I know they're dead. I said how dead would they be? That's what I said. It's super dead. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yo, I hate yes. you. I just dislike everything, yo. <laughs> them bitches is gone. Oh my gosh. All of them. It's over. Uh, yes, I'm aware that the civil war civil war is over. It's a thing. I get it. God damn. No. Yeah, I know. No, I'm talking I'm, I'm talking to, you know, anybody out there who maybe <laughs> sentimental. They super dead. Okay. To the flag, yeah, they're super dead. They're going. Let it go. Um, let, let it go. Yeah. At this point, at this point, at this point, you just you're just a baby that can't find his pacifier. Well, if you're bored one day, we can discuss the letters of Alexander Stevens to Congress for the immediate readmittance of states into uh, the. The United States. What? All right. So Alexander Stevens was the vice president of the Confederacy, and he wrote mad letters to Congress about letting Southern states in back as quick as possible. It's kind of interesting to see, like, the irony in what he was saying. He was like, if you kicked us out, then you don't have no rule over us. But if you didn't kick us out, then we're still states. So what you gonna do, fam? So it's like it's interesting. Um, <sighs> hey, okay. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Um, what do you say? Like, let's let's go ahead and uh and, and call it. Did we did we hit everything? I think I think I think we did that and then some. Amen. Okay. And then some. I like I, I I think we did because you know we could we could keep going but you know anybody gonna sit here and listen to a damn three hour podcast facts <laughs> you know what I mean facts so yeah we'll 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 call this one you know where it's at and again I just want to reiterate because 
Um, and for anybody who is listening, you know, do not take the bait. And I said it before in case you forgot what I said. Do not take the bait. We're not here. We're not here to start a race war. We are here for one purpose at a time. All right. Let's go one purpose at a time. For now, we're going to start with police reform. Yes. Police reform. That should start at a federal level. Entirety. Ain't no, ain't no, I'm not talking about no restrictions on uh, 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 chokeholds, a ban. Not know when a police when when a cop feels like his life is in danger. How do you feel like your life is in danger when you are behind someone with your bicep crushing their windpipe? You yeah. can cannot feel like your life is in danger when you have someone in a rear naked choke. Yes. Listen to the words that they are saying. Don't take what they give you because it sounds good. Listen to the words. Keep fighting the good fight. Yes. We are going to win this. Change will come one way or the other. Yes. Y'all be careful out there. And, uh, Thanks for listening. Kendra, you got anything? Thank you. (laughs) All right, y'all. Take care. Bye.